This morning, I want to really just minister into something that I picked up on last week for those who were here. And I was talking about opportunities, but I used a word that I believe that God was going to overflow with opportunities into 2017. What had happened was, and, and, and as a little bit of a recap, that Phil, who uh, leads our um, and chairs our elders' time together, had asked me to share a devotional and uh, so on that particular day, I'd been reflecting on a number of things off my holiday and came back in and, and just shared around this thought around overflow. It's become richer, it's become deeper, it's become more meaningful to me. And as we approach 2017, I really believe that it's a year of overflow. It's going to be a year where God is going to overflow, not just with opportunities, but there's a number of principles that I want to just teach into this morning that hopefully will help us both personally and corporately. As we approach the end of this month, we're going to be talking about vision and we're going to overflow with vision. Amen. As we're in this prayer and fasting season, we want to overflow with prayer. We want to overflow with spiritual principles and practices. And it all came from And some of you here are really, really practical. You're from the building trade. It all came from me thinking about our utility room. And what happened in our utility room, there was a leak. There was a leak in our utility room because we had an issue with the bathroom above it and the overflow had flowed over and it had gone through the ceiling. And what I was thinking about, to my shame, because it's hidden away, I hadn't touched this ceiling for about 12 months It wasn't coming in, it just bowed. And I thought, I've got to get to grips with this. I've got to be a dutiful husband. Husbands, you know what I'm talking about. I've got to get to grips with this for my dear wife. Still shame on me, four months later, I've still done nothing with it. But anyway, we'll get there. But it all came out of this. It's amazing how God speaks to me and how God can speak to us from this thought around overflow. And this is what the thought was. I I almost felt impressed in my heart. Christian, you're called to live out of an overflow, not out of a residue. You're called to live out of an overflow, not out of a residue. Immediately my mind went, and I want to just share this verse with you, to Luke in chapter 6 and verse 45. I want to read it from the Living um, Bible. And this is what it says here. A good man. Everybody say a good man. Look at the person next to you and see if they're a good man or a good woman. Say to them, oh, you're a good man. You're a good woman. (laughs) And if you're not sure, just say it anyway, okay? If you're next to your husband this morning, he hasn't been good this morning, still say it anyway to him, okay? (laughs) A good man produces, listen, good deeds from a good heart. And an evil man produces evil deeds from his hidden wickedness. Whatever is in his heart overflows into speech. Have you got it? Another version says this. At the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you have somebody say, well, I couldn't help myself. No, you couldn't because it was in there. When you hear people say, well, I didn't really mean it. Yes, you did because it was in there and it came out of you. Hello? That's why when people say things to me, I am always listening to language. Language tells me everything. 
You can know everything about what's happening in my life through my language. When I hear people make smutty jokes and they're just messing around. No, they're not messing around. That's what their heart is being filled with. Hello? Out the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Overflow is so important. Every one of us are overflowing. And what do I mean by this word overflow? Well, let me give you just for a moment, just a little bit of a Greek lesson because... As many of us know that the New Testament was written in Greek and it's important for us to really understand what this word means. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right, but the pronunciation sounds something like parisio. It means to overflow. It means to burst over. It means to have an abundance. It means to flow over. Thankfully, we've not had any floods for a little time. But I was watching a Grand Designs recently and there was on the Thames and they were, went back to the floods of a few years ago. And literally the flooded waters of the Thames had burst the banks and had literally flooded these Buckinghamshire OKR kind of houses. They were very, very nice houses, let me tell you. Millions of pounds. But literally the waters had gone, you know, 10, 12 foot and the banks had burst and overflowed. This is what I'm wanting to get a picture of. That God is asking us what is in us. Because what is in us will flow out of us. So let me ask you a question this morning. What is in you? What is in you? So let me ask you another question. What am I overflowing with? What am I overflowing with? What am I overflowing with? It's no good giving me a load of baloney. Because for those who are married, I could just ask and say, is it true, Maggie, that Mike's overflowing with this? And you'd probably tell me the true story of what he's overflowing with. (laughs) If Jen was here this morning, I could ask the same of Jen. Jen, what is Tim overflowing with this morning? Sue, what is Des overflowing with this morning? No, why should we pick on the blokes? Des, what is Sue overflowing with this morning? Neil, what is Anne overflowing with? Chris, what is Julie overflowing with? No, don't say okay. What are we overflowing with? I have to speak to myself because there's times when I'd love to say my life is overflowing with all the goodness of God. But sometimes that's not the case. You know, oftentimes the times when I've got myself in the most trouble is when they've actually, the, 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 what, what was deposited is now running dry and now I'm running out of a residue. My dad always used to say this to me, that with a car... He said, don't get, take it right to empty. So you're running off fumes because what's happening is all the junk of the engine is just going to come through. I'd love to say, Dad, that I've lived to that, but I haven't. There's been times when I'm praying, oh, Jesus, help me to get into this. Have you ever done that? That you just, oh, thank you, Jesus. You thought, just another few miles. Because what happens is it, all the junk comes through and it starts to affect the jets and whatever, you know, you can sound, I really know what I'm on about, can't you, with cars. Because we're running out of a residue. We're running out of a residue. Can I be really honest and direct with some of you? Some of you are running out of residue. You're not operating over, out of Overflow. God simply wants to come to each and every one of us and says, listen, there's more that I have for you. I just want you to just, for me to pour into you. 
And as I pour into you, what will come out of you will flow from the heart of God. But oftentimes we can overflow with negativity, stress, discouragement, pain, loss. You know, that I was giving my girls an invaluable lesson. My older two girls. Anybody see the Christmas special of Blankety Blank? Or is it just me? It looks like it is just me. Put your hand up if you can remember Blankety Blank of the 70s and 80s. I absolutely loved it. I just feel like I want to break out into song again. And they'll say, no, Dad, please don't do it. But Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank. Blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank. What a, what a song. I mean, it's just amazing. And for those who have never seen it because you're under the age of 20 or probably 30 or even 40, okay, the answer, they give you a question and they say, you know, jingle blank. And you have to fill in the blank. Where am I going with this? Well, there's some people who they overflow with stuff and you want to use the phrase, they are full of, fill in the blank. Because what flows out of them is it lies, is is exaggeration, they're not truthful. What they're doing is, you see, They're telling me what's in them. Jesus, you may say, where is this message going? I'll tell you what, Jesus was really, really, he was another person who listened to language. That's why I had a problem with the religious leaders. Had a real problem with the religious leaders. Because they were full of filling the blank. They were overflowing with stuff that wasn't part of what God was about. We have to be very careful what we fill in our lives and our hearts with. One of my good friends, Mark Sherratt, my youth pastor from many years ago. And he's on a bit of a journey in terms of this, I guess. So please don't take this out of context. But he said, and he he leads a church. He said, I get very disturbed when church people are forever talking about how they want the power of the Spirit but they won't live by the fruit of the Spirit. Those same people are wanting prophecies, they're wanting tongues, they're wanting this, they're wanting the other. But they're not full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, as part of this church, we want the power of the Spirit. We want God to manifest His presence in power, we want to see miracles. But let me tell you, it's worth nothing. It's worth nothing. As the Apostle Paul says, if we have love, don't have love, it's what? A resounding gong. I want to make sure that our lives and our lives as a church are full of the fruit of the Spirit. Here's another question to ask you, not just what are we overflowing with, but what is constantly on my mind? What is constantly in my heart? Because what I'll tell you, what's in your mind and in your heart again will come out. You can tell a lot by what people are thinking about. This, what they think about, what we think about, 
ultimately becomes settling in our hearts and in our spirits. And simply what I want to encourage us with is to make sure that we are filling our hearts and our minds with stuff that Jesus is so pleased with that actually what then comes in us just flows out of us. Because you can't stop it. It's like the, the breaking of the banks in the River Thames. Whatever they did, they couldn't stop the flow of water. It will go. You know what water's like, won't it? You can't stop it. If you've got a leak, it'll, it'll find its way in. I mean, I don't know why it is with us and buildings. With Christine here. What we have with leaks. Every building we have, there's leaks. You know, it's just, I think it's because God's rain wants to come down upon us. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, water will find a way. We've tried to solve this. You can see some of them now. I'm pointing them out. And there, can you see this? We've tried to solve this. And, you know, water will find its way. We've had roofers go on there and find it. If you are a brilliant roofer, you want to come and help us, then you please come and help us. That would be awesome. But water will find its way in because it will flow out of us. And so there are four areas that I want to just quickly just speak into. Of personal overflow. Are you all with me still? The first thing I want to talk about is with regards to praise. Praise. Psalm 119 and verse 171 says this. May my lips overflow with praise. Just nudge the person next to you and say praise. Praise. May my lips. May my lips overflow with what? Praise. With praise, for you teach me your decrees. Listen, I think one of the things that we need to be putting out in us is building a life of praise to God. What a great opportunity we've had to, you know, just worship God and just press into the heart of God. And what a great sense of worship there was in the place. I love it when we're in praise and I love it when we're in worship. I love to just have a little gander around and see hands that are lifted high and just, you know, people getting passionate about God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because we need to overflow with praise. Praise in our hearts. Praise to God. When we don't feel like it, what should we do? Praise the Lord. When we feel like we're at the lowest point, what do we need to do? Praise the Lord. We do. When we feel like we're in a prison cell and everything's around us, what do we need to do? Praise the Lord. Praise brings breakthrough. Fill our hearts with praise. But we also need to build a life of Praise. What do I mean by that? Well, I think it's important that we build a life that praises and encourages others. I love to see the looks on people's faces when, you know, I say something nice to them or you can just see they love it. They're deflecting it, but they, they, just, they just love it. You know, I was talking to Caroline just about, you know, a couple and we just said something and you could see them deflecting it. But Caroline says, you know what though, Christian, they loved it. They absolutely loved what you, what you said. I said, yeah, I know I get that because... There's something in all of us. We can't crave for that, but we we all love to be encouraged, don't we? We all love to be said, you're doing a great job. You're a great person. Di, you're awesome. Di just loves it. She's not ashamed of that. I know, give me more, give me more. I'm joking because we love Di, you know, but... (laughs) We all love it. We all love it. You know, we need to fill our hearts and our lives with Praise to God and with praise to others. Secondly, and very quickly, we need to overflow in the era of hope. Romans 15 verse 13 says this, May the God of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. So may the God of hope make you overflow with hope. Have you got that? May the God of hope make you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, out on the streets and even in here today, there's some people who are devoid of hope. I'm using a lot of TV things. I actually didn't watch much TV, honestly, over the Christmas period. But I've seen this Christmas advert. I think there was leading up to it. It's, it's a brand called Lynx. Have you seen it? That if you spray it on, you're just attractive to the, to the opposite sex. And now they've, now they've started doing a female version as well. So all these women and all the guys come running. I mean, what a load of baloney. Although our Isaac, he asked for links in the abundance on the Christmas uh, list and he's been spreading it on them. Is he in? Is he in? Is our Isaac in? He's out. Okay, you'll love that. People are devoid of hope. But let me tell you, if you will spray on the fragrance of hope, oh my goodness, you are so attractive. I have so realized this world is devoid of hope. Any hope. People are hopeless. The the world is is a mess. It's crashing around. And even if people have got money, they're still worrying. They're wondering what's happening in the world. The political situation, we've got all this happening with America and Russia and Syria and China and North Korea and all that's happening here with Brexit and everything else. And it all just comes down. And then if you want to take it, forget all that. People losing their jobs, inflation going up, the price of petrol going up. Hello? Mortgages, what's happening? Things just become more and more pressed down on us. People are saying there's going to be jobs that are going to go in. Some people say there's going to be more jobs. There's just all kinds of messages. And what I've realized because I do a lot of talking and a lot of listening to non-church people they are devoid of hope and as I start to overflow with hope and start to speak of hope I had a conversation with a couple last week non-church just in and I was just pouring out hope for Mansfield Stephen and Alini, our campus pastors here, they live over that end. I was pouring out hope. I was telling them what we're doing, why we bought the building. He knew it because he used to do a bit of shindigging around there and clubbing and whatever. And he loved all the area. And I don't know why I keep doing all this. I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, anyway, I think I'm just getting in. Anyway. But I was just pouring hope into this guy and into this lady. Hope into them. I wasn't scared. I wasn't worried. Some of the conversations, I wasn't. I'm not. Why? Because the God of hope has filled me with hope and that hope overflows. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Some people say the end is nigh. Well, if that means the case, Jesus is coming back very, very soon. That's all I know about it. And I know that this gospel will be preached on all around the world and then the end will come. So that's, that's fine by me. I'm not worried. I am simply refuse, and it's not just rhetoric, it's not hype. I refuse to be worked up and worried about these things because of the God of hope that has filled me with hope, and I want to overflow with hope to others. Thirdly, thanksgiving. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15 says this, All this is for your benefit, so that grace is reaching more and more people may cause, listen, thanksgiving to overflow. To the glory of God. Get this. His grace that we don't deserve. 
that we can receive freely. And every person here today can receive the grace of God. Amazing grace. It is amazing. This amazing grace, we can receive it. And as we receive it in our heart, it causes us to overflow with thanksgiving. What is this thanksgiving? Well, it's the G word, as Jonathan says in our house. Gratefulness. Caroline always says, let's be grateful for everything. When I'm mumbling and groaning. (laughs) Why is this car in the front of me? Don't they know I'm busy and I've got to get somewhere? Be grateful that you have a car. Be grateful that we have roads. Oh, I was looking for something a little bit better on the plate than this, Caroline. I don't say that. No, I don't say that. I was just checking. I was checking, guys, to see whether you was listening. I don't, honestly. But she says to us, she's great, my wife. Be grateful. Be grateful. If you're not happy where you live, just be grateful that you've got a house. You're not happy with your car? Be grateful with your car. You're not happy with your clothes? Just be grateful. If you've got too many pounds on like I have and I've got to work on that, you can do something about that. But still be grateful that you've got breath in your body, you've got health. You know, there's some things about this church that I don't like. But let's be grateful that we've got a church. Hello? I'm being honest with you. There's great, some things I don't like about this area. But let's be grateful that we live in a great place, in a great town, with great views, with great landscapes if you want them. Hello? You might only have a, a few quid in your pocket, but let's say, thank God I've got a few quid in my pocket. I'm grateful. We talk to different people from different nationalities and from different contexts. It's a sobering lesson when you see how they live. They are grateful for everything that they have. May we overflow with thanksgiving and may we stop striving. And lastly, personal, may we overflow with love. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 12 says this, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other. I pray this for here and I pray this for Beth Shan International Church. And I pray this for every church around this nation. May the, the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. He was saying, I want this love. This love that's not a sexual love. This, this love that is a brotherly love. This love that is charitable. This love that is full of goodwill. I love Christmas for that because people do, although they're frantic at the shops, you do find that there's a little bit more goodwill than normal. The sad thing is when you hit January the 1st, it goes back to no goodwill. It pains me. It's a challenge to me. I want goodwill to all men at all times. Love. May we overflow with love. May we overflow with kindness. The thought around this thought is that there's a love fest. Now you young people know what I'm talking about. A love fest. Okay. That's what it's taught. A love feast. That's welcome to everyone. That's not sexual. That's pure. That's holy. They just love having a great meal with great people. There's a lot of love that's shared around the table. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what he's basically wanting. God is wanting for us to be in us. This love. This agape love. This love for all people. That's in us. And then flows out of us. I am so grateful that we are so welcoming of people here in this church. People from different backgrounds, persuasions, colours. People who just straight out of prison. I'm not bothered. We're not bothered. 
We just welcome people. There's an agape love. May that increase in all of our hearts. And may we overflow to others. So hope, praise, thanksgiving, love. May these be the things that we overflow with, guys, in the life of my church. Are you with me? May they become a personal hallmark of our lives. That will overflow with these things. Praise to God and praise to others. Hope. You know, when people are devoid of hope, thanksgiving, gratefulness, and love, and kindness to another. But as I close, there's a corporate overflow that I'm believing for. Yeah. Acts, 2, verse 17, Acts chapter 2, verse 17 to 19 says this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. There's Pastor Colin here. It's wonderful to see Pastor Colin and Hazel, and, and also his, their daughter, their eldest daughter. It's great to see you. This, this today and glad that you're doing so much better and Pastor Colin gave me a word uh, numbers a few years ago now it would be and he says it was nine words I will pour out my spirit on all people I still hold it in my heart there's a pouring out there's an overflow that God is promising to the people and the nations of God God is saying that he wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh And he talks about it in Joel in chapter 2, verse 24 to 25, where it says, The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts and the locust swarm. There's a sense in which God is saying, look, there's, there's been a loss. There's been a loss to this nation. We've had a great swarm that has ravished spiritually this nation. But I'm believing, Phil, that God's going to return to us. He's going to once again pour out his spirit upon all people. We're going to see sons and daughters prophesy. We're going to see old men, what? Dreaming dreams. We're going to see young men seeing visions. I'm a little bit in between at the minute, seeing visions and dreams. So I'm thinking I'm at that middle age point. But we're just going to see God speak to us. Because there is a corporate overflow that he is wanting us to set, set into. And Zechariah 1 verse 17 endorses it even further when it says this. Proclaim further. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. He's saying there, my towns will once again overflow with prosperity. You've heard me say this before. It is our heart, our passion, wherever we are, whatever we're in, that prosperity comes to the town. Not just here. We want to see people here. We're wanting this to spill out out there. In the workplace, in the homes, on the high street. By the way, we will be open tomorrow. The project will be opened. It's open for business. On the high street. Wonderful. Arena Hope continues to be open. The open doors is open in Mansfield. The building's getting open. The hub's open. More and more impact because we're wanting to be the solution, not the problem. We're wanting to create solutions for councils and for MPs. I actually think we should be at the front of the queue, not at the back of the queue. It's interesting when we get asked from this church to speak into different civic areas now. I love that, that they're asking the church for their opinion on certain things because we're believing for the prosperity to rest over the towns and over the areas and this is what we're believing for this is the promise of God that I am standing on today that we believe not just for overflow personally but we also stand on it for an overflow corporately so in conclusion what are you full of what are you full of
What am I full of? Let's bow our heads, shall we?